A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode where today I'm joined by a young lady who is originally from Glasgow in Scotland, is now living in southeast Spain in a place called Mathia, and has spent quite a lot of time in China. The lady in question, the young lady in question, is Jennifer Island. Jennifer, a very warm welcome to you. Hi, thank you very much. And listeners, what I thought would be interesting today, as ever, Jennifer and I have spoken a little bit off air about you know, where this this conversation is heading. And what I'm particularly interested in is the world through the eyes of a young person. Jennifer, how old are you? I'm 19 years old. 19 year old listeners. And you know my thoughts on, on labels, whether it's age, you know, race, sexual orientation, it doesn't matter, they're labels. I, I, you know, on a personal level, I could not care less. However, However, I think it's fair to say that a 19-year-old, if we can be allowed to generalise, if I can be allowed to generalise, a 19-year-old young lady is going to see the world somewhat differently to, say, somebody like myself. But this is, this is the conversation that we'll have. And any thoughts then, Jennifer, on how, probably a good starting point, how do you personally see the world today in terms of it being good, bad, indifferent, what you like. Just give us a general intro, Jennifer, on the the world at the moment through your own eyes. Okay, well, in my opinion, I think that right now there's so much conflict in the world in so many different senses between certain individuals, between certain, as you said, labels. I know we don't like to call them labels, but yeah, different labels. And I think that given the current circumstances of the pandemic and how maybe frustrated some people are. And I think that they contend, not everyone specifically, but as a a whole, there's a lot more aggression and frustration going around between everyone. But I think there are certain parts of the world right now where everyone is just looking for peace. Mm, Definitely. So those views, Jennifer, are those of your, from your own eyes, or at the risk of (laughs) generalising, do you think that's typical of your peers, you know, your sort of 19, 20, you know, young people's, are are they the thoughts collectively as well? Um, Yes, as far as I'm aware, um, I obviously have a lot of um, friends my age and just from having, again, conversations with them, I I would believe that they all share very similar opinions in regards to this. And as we alluded to at the top of this uh, top of this podcast episode, listeners, Jennifer spent quite a bit of time in China because that, I mean, culturally, um, one would assume, and and I say it many times, listeners, we should never assume. I certainly shouldn't assume as a podcast host. But Jennifer, tell us tell us what that's like. I mean, I would imagine that's quite different, is it, amongst young people or people generally in China to what it's 
what it is uh, for us people here in the West? Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a a very big difference right now. Um, also, just again, as you said, based on culture, because just in my opinion, from um, spending a lot of time in China, I think that people my age they don't tend to have as many opinions as maybe the Western world does. Um, just because of obviously the culture of the government and they're not really they're not really brought up to have their own opinions and that's obviously a big assumption but based on my experience that's how I feel um mm. so I think that's very different compared to teenagers and young adults in the western maybe in Europe and America just because we <laughs> we are very opinionated <laughs> mm. that's a really interesting insight so or is it Jennifer, and about to your obviously far superior knowledge and experience in this, but is it that actually the young people in China do, um, you know, and they'll, and they'll share those opinions in close private quarters with their peers, but they're kind of, if you use this word, not allowed to do so publicly? Or is that, you know, am I generalizing too much by assuming that that's the case? No, I, th I think I would agree with you on that. I do think that that's obviously part of a bigger discussion, but I would say that not people are probably younger people are maybe a bit more afraid than they would be over this part of the world to um, express their opinions, especially anything that is obviously maybe a bit controversial. Mm. So, Charles, give us an example, Jennifer. What um, well, just one example I can think about would obviously be the whole portrayal of the coronavirus right now. Mm. Um, for example, obviously it's well known that it seems to have started in um, in China. And I mm. think that any any talks of that, any discussions based around that in China is very, very frowned upon. Whereas in the Western region, we don't have any issues placing blame <laughs> on different, on maybe China. Mm. That's so what, obviously probably a bigger discussion though. Yeah. So what, from your understanding and your experience then, Jennifer, so, you know, revolutions over the years, over the centuries have been caused by people speaking out against the system. So, you know, the, the, yeah, again, stereotypical. What might happen to a young person for speaking out in China on, on any issue, on any big issue i wouldn't say just generally or is there no generalization you, you know is it the fact that you don't speak out whether the issue is micro or macro you don't speak out uh well as far as, as far as i'm aware i think that just as a kind of general um a general idea in china is you don't really you shouldn't really speak out about your government or anything but i do think that in terms of consequences, um, again, without trying to make too much of a generalization, I think that the government would step in. You could maybe face jail time or fines, or um, I do know that in my experience, living in China is your your com your communications with others. It, it seems to always be um, listened to. So I think that in terms of consequences that the main consequences are just being fined or sometimes jail time mm, okay even for the younger generation wow 
Okay. I think that's as far as we'll go with uh, flirting with the politics of the world, Jennifer. I think we've, uh, yeah. we won't go any deeper on that one. But so going back to this, um, if we can say, I mean, from the, was it the 60s listeners? The 70s, yeah, the 60s. Uh, John Lennon made that fantastic record. All I'm saying is give peace a chance. Can you remember that record, Jennifer? Or was that just a little bit before your time? A little bit before my time. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, so what would be, you know, if you could listen to that record, all, all we are saying is give peace a chance, what would, what would be your response to that? Well, I, I consider myself a big advocate for peace. I think that everyone deserves peace and I think that everyone has the right everyone has the right for peace so that's why I'm I'm very some of my friends might say I'm quite outspoken about certain controversial issue, issues just to demand that every single person and every single group of people deserve peace mm. okay well I've obviously just started to get to know you so that that makes me smile when I hear that statement <laughs> listeners that you know, people um, say you're outspoken and controversial. Wow, I like that. So give us an example then. You know, imagine I'm one of your peers then, Jennifer, and, and like I've said to you, you know, we're kind of two mates having a cup of coffee and or a piece of cake or whatever it is. How, you know, give me an example of that representation of being, and to use your words, controversial. Um, well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself controversial, but I know that I have been called it in the past. But just an example is I consider myself um, maybe somewhat of a junior activist for animal rights. Um, I recently um, adopted a vegan diet to try and limit my impact on um, animal cruelty and, and along with just environmental. Um, and the environmental side of it, and I, all my, all my, every time it gets brought up between my friends, I'm quite, um, <laughs> I wouldn't say pushy, but I am quite a strong believer mm. in animal rights and environmental rights. <laughs> and, and that's great, isn't it? Because I think, you know, listeners, the world is changing. The world is changing at an alarming rate. And I think we as humans, I mean, just going back to the peace element, Peace starts from within with us as individuals, surely. And, you know, the, the changing face of, oh, of what's emerging throughout the world. And, um, yeah, things that, you know, to quote Bob Dylan, the winds of change are definitely blowing. And isn't it true, listeners, that we as humans, we're not too, we're not too happy about change. We don't like change. We're creatures of habit. And that's why I personally love speaking to young people because they give such a refreshing, different dynamic and perspective on life. You know, I was brought up as a youngster, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Speak when you're spoken to and all that kind of stuff. And, and I used to sit there, you know, we'd go to proverbial aunties on a, on a Sunday for tea and you'd to sit there and I'd say, I am so bored. And I'd listen to the the mind-numbing conversation about, you know, what they watched on Saturday night on the TV or whatever it was, and it was the same week in, week out. And my mind was young and curious and inquiring. And I've never, you know, I've never lost sight of that. And that's why I think it's so, so crucial that we listen to young people. So there's me being controversial, Jennifer. There's me owning a statement that 
some of the world would agree with and some might not but um, you know we all have choices yes <laughs> so or do we i mean there, there's a statement jennifer we all have choices if i could be asking you to represent the young people your peers again um do the young people feel that they have choices do you feel you have a choice in the world today or is this imposition of well this is the way it is I wouldn't go as far as to say young people should be seen and not heard. So do you feel you have a voice in the world? Well, I guess that's, I, I would like to talk about two parts to that. First of all, I think that, I think that young people, in, a, in one sense, they don't really have many choices because our, for, just for example, our laws have been di they dictated or um, chosen by the people that came before us. So I feel like in that sense, it does kind of take away our sense of choice. But then I also think those those laws are there for a reason that those kind of like, um, even just talk about like social norms, they're all there for a reason. But I do think that young people maybe as a whole are more likely to fight for change um, because we haven't actually obviously been given that that sort of choice, that sort we haven't been able to provide our input. So I do think that, in a, in a sense, the younger people do fight for change a bit more. And I think that's what our, well, can't speak for other people, but in my opinion, I think that's what my goal is, is to fight for positive change in the world. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant, Jennifer. And, and you know what, listeners, um, you know, from my own point of view and World Game Changes point of view, you know, to put our weight, our experience, our resources behind behind today's youth. I cannot personally think of any better investment because at the risk of stating the obvious, surely, you know, to bring in another record, I believe that children are our future. And that's absolutely got to be right. You know, that has to be the way forward, surely. But isn't it true that, listeners, that, as the older generation, we can sometimes be guilty of being, and I'm going to be controversial again, quite arrogant, by the way. Well, we've always done it this way, and we know best. I mean, have you met with that much, Jennifer, in your life as a, you know, yes. yet again? Yeah. All, all, all the time, I think that, um, again, to take it back to the, um, the vegan diet, I do think that's something I always hear whenever I have a discussion is, but we've done it for years. We've done it for almost the entire time that anyone's been alive. Um, but I do think that I, I, in, in some way I can understand why that is a phrase that's used. But I do think that as the world changes, like the people need to change along with it. Mm, absolutely but you know there again to reinforce or repeat what's already been said or what i've already said you know we as humans we don't like change we're reluctant to change we really are i want to bring in another word jennifer if i can love what does that word mean yet again to the younger generation because I, I mean, I, you know, these are kind of conversations that yet again I have with so many people, not just young, but and you know, there's a reason I'm asking that question. But yet again, I'm, you know, for me, part of this conversation, listeners, is to get, you know, through the eyes of Jennifer and you know, and young people generally, how they see the world and start to bridge that gap. 
And so there's many, you know, there's many angles we could come at with that. You know, we've already kind of very mildly flirted with politics, very mildly. And I think that's, you know, we've gone as far as we, we will go on that one. But this word love, because love's such an integral part of our world, it's the essence of our world, irrespective of, of anything. What's your views around love, Jennifer? Well, I think there's obviously different types of love. For me, like family love is the most important type of love. Um, I think that obviously, you know, in terms of love, in terms of a relationship, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, I do think that in a sense that that type of love can come and go, whereas family love is, well, theoretically, it's always there. Um so for me, like that's the most important, the most important part of love is family, and I think that that can be done through trust. Um, obviously, there's different um, ways you can talk about that, but I think through trust, um, acceptance, devotion—that's how I see love. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. I want to challenge that, Jennifer, if I can, Jennifer, if I can, because I want to say this. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I do want to challenge it that that um, people coming and going. Yes. Surely the only constant we have in our life is ourself. Yes, Even, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And that goes back to what we said earlier on or what I tried to say earlier on about peace comes from within. So to form a peace movement, a peace army, Surely the leaders and well everyone within the movement needs to be of peace. You know, it's not something that you can form externally. It comes from within, doesn't it? Like love does. And for me, if I could be allowed to answer my own question, you know, this power of love, quote another record, Jennifer Rush, it comes from within that self-love first. Because surely without self-love, we've not really got anything to give to anyone else anyway. Does that make sense, Jennifer? Yes, I completely I completely agree with that. I think that as taking it back to peace, I think that the only way that you can really be at peace with yourself is to have love for yourself, to have full like, acceptance. Hmm. Interesting word, acceptance, because I was going to ask there, so, okay, you know, we all have challenges in our lives um, from time to time, irrespective of whether we're young, old, whatever the scenario or the label is. How do we overcome that? You know, without going too deep, Jennifer, or wishing to push you into anything that um, obviously you don't want to share. Um, but I mean, have you had a significant challenge in your life that where you've become aware of, you know, that self-love is, is the answer? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, well, again, not to sound like a broken record, but again, with the vegan diet, that, that, that making that change for me from going from having a meat diet into a vegan diet, at first, when I first decided to make that transition, it, it wasn't overnight. It took me a while. And the first step that I had to take was to admit that what, like, what, I, was doing, what I was doing was wrong or what I felt like it, like it was wrong. I wasn't, I wasn't happy in myself with that decision. And just to accept that, um, I was then able to move on and 
um, try to think how can I better myself so that I can feel like I have like self-worth. Mm. Big word, isn't it? Acceptance, a big word. I mean, you know, there's quite a few letters in it, <laughs> but I mean, it's a big word in terms of its implications. What does it really mean? What does it really mean? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. that everyone has different different definitions of acceptance. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so if you had a magic wand then, Jennifer, and you could cast it on the world, what, what, what would, you know, what would that be like now? So, you know, in remember when we was brought up as kids, you know, we was led to believe that you, you're granted three wishes. And um, so what would those three wishes be? Hmm. Well, I think, I think just overall, I think I would just, my first, well, if I had to choose three wishes, my first one would to take away anger, because I think that's such a big part of today. Everyone's angry um, for different reasons, but, um, and I think taking out your anger on other people, that's where the issue is coming from. Um, and I think my first wish would be to take away people's anger. Um, and then following on from that, I think it would be to give to give people peace. And that would be my that would be my ultimate goal is to make sure that not just that the people were at peace, but just in general that the world was at peace. Mm, because it does, I mean, you know, to re to repeat the point for the third time that if we're at peace individually, then we're at peace collectively, aren't we? I mean, there's a kind of there's a double whammy there, isn't there? Because Definitely. You know, if I'm a peaceful man and you're a peaceful lady, you know, and we're together in whatever capacity, by definition, our dynamic is going to be peaceful. And, you know, times that by, you know, any number, you've got a, you know, a household, a, a community or a world. The principle is very simple, really, isn't it? Very simple. Definitely. I completely agree. But I would wager, listeners, might be simple on paper. So how do we make that transition then, Jennifer, through, through your eyes, through the eyes of your peers? You know, we're in this, if I could be allowed to paint this picture, we're in a time and a place where people are constrained by fear. Is it a simple choice of love versus fear? Is it that simple? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that there's a lot of external components to consider obviously it depends on what position um we're in i think right now given the current the current state of the world the pandemic i think that there's a lot more fear than maybe there was a year ago um just obviously maybe fear of fear for your health fear for your family fear of unemployment um i think that those need to be taken into consideration when discussing, you know, fear versus love. Um, I think that in, until we can get this situation maybe under control, return to a bit of normality, I think that then we can maybe take steps um, to make this world better, more peace, less fear. But I, always, I don't think it's as simple as that because I think that individually we individually we should all take steps to better ourselves and I think that ultimately will 
reduce fear and increase increase love. Mm. So is fear then? Do you do you think or what? What's your thoughts, Jennifer? That fear itself is a is a pandemic that's been around from from day one, because as humans we naturally we have that fear within us, do we not? Is is any thoughts around that? Well, yeah, I do think that's true. I've I've never really, I've not actually properly thought about it before. I I think as a coping mechanism, I tend to link fear to specific situations mm. because it's obviously it's very overwhelming to think that fear is all like always within us. There, there's always something to fear, um, and I think that that's just something that. And maybe a lot of people try to avoid thinking about, but I do, I do, I do agree that fear is probably fear has always been around, and it's always an issue. I think it's an issue for every single person, whether they're aware of it or not. Mm, I think that's a very, very good and valid point. Definitely, definitely. So, okay, Jennifer, listen, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, listeners, I did ask one or two, you know, poignant sort of on-the-spot questions there. And uh, I think you'll agree that Jennifer, uh, she did very, very well. And, uh, you know, I certainly enjoyed the conversation, Jennifer. So once again, thank you. Um, I mean, do you have any content details, social media that, Anything like that that you'd like to share for, for the show notes? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I can have the only, the only social media that I use is Instagram, but I'm happy to share that if anyone has any follow-ups they would like to discuss. Yeah, so... Um, my, social, my social media Instagram handle is Jennifer Ireland 0407 and... Um, and Ireland is spelt same same as the country. Brilliant. So one final question then, as we come to a close, Jennifer. So um, just leave us with one one piece of advice, guidance, insight. Call it what you will. Just one piece of of anything really. One share, which obviously represents either you personally as a young person or the world to give peace a chance what would that be what would that guidance advice what would that be Jennifer okay I think that for me based on my experience the most important things that anyone any question the question that anyone should ask themselves is am I happy doing like doing what I'm doing whether that's based in maybe what you're eating are you happy eating this do you know everything you know about this whether it's about maybe your job Am I happy doing this job? Is there something I can do to make me happier? Because essentially, I think that the happier the person is, the more peace we're going to find as a collective. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Jennifer, thank you so much once again. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So there we have it, listeners. And all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying... Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing.
how will you respond 